With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. Oh, I think we've got a technical issue. Marky there? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to Steelers okay. Touch Down Under. How are we going? <laughs> here they come. Here comes. Here, everyone's coming in right now. I think YouTube is glitched for a little bit. Yeah, no, and I could hear myself through your, through your microphone. But anyway, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Preville, joined by my co-host, as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. Uh, we'll have to cut. Uh, we'll have to cut that one on the on the audio podcast side of things. But for those on YouTube and Facebook, sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to hear double audio of me through Mark's uh, microphone there. But coming to you, well, we're an hour earlier, but we should actually like. I think we're like an hour difference for them, but we're definitely going half an hour earlier our time zone, but we've just changed daylight saving. It's so trippy, Mark. The only thing that I can say is we don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. for the game no. tomorrow. It's 4 a.m. I love that. Oh, yeah. Does that mean... <laughs> it's better. That means... one, one hour better. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, like what I always like to do and everyone, uh, you know, I'm going to let everyone in on a little secret because we've got our BTSC family. We've got Clarence in the house. We've got Tyler. We've got Ryan O'Toole. Elijah Pritchard's in there as well from from Aussie. Uh, Chad from Facebook, Dave Shipley, you know, and and Richard as well. But I'll let you in on a little secret. So for me, Mark, you know, on some games, I like to sleep in a little bit. Like I give myself an extra hour, you know, you know I like to do this. So I can fast forward through the ad breaks, fast forward through halftime, and it just means that I get that extra hour of sleep. Obviously, like it's hard with work on a Monday when you've got the games there. So for me, I'm really happy about this because – Man, if the game doesn't start till four, then I can wake up at five. And I like off some days I wake up at five anyway. So there's not much of a problem there for me. So, you know, excited, uh, excited by that move. But equally, Mark, what how you been this week? Yeah, good man. I've uh the weeks just flies by, doesn't it? And and to what you're saying too, in a few weeks' time, it goes from four AM to five AM. So that's a game changer. I think it's about like week uh, seven or nine or something when the the Americans, you guys get the daylight savings or something happens. Yeah. Um, so we so the one p.m. games are our five a.m. games, and they're not too bad. Like for anyone who is working, isn't working, you can wake up at five a.m. Um, turn the telly on, get some breakfast, and watch the Steelers. Um, this week's game versus the Packers is seven a.m. for us, so seven thirty. So that isn't too uh, too bad. But I'm doing pretty well. 
Um, you know, we've the BTSC has covered a lot of things about the Steelers th- this week, and you know, we we played poorly, and we'll go through it. We played really poor. Um, yeah. We didn't show up like we haven't been. This feels like the last eight or nine games we've we've been playing as Steelers. Um, Big Ben isn't the same. The O line is new. It's different. We need to run this football. Where where you know what 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 tangent do you want to go on? Like uh, you know we're thirty seconds. My my big question, and I don't know if you had this one, but why are we only just running Najee? Why aren't we running other backs? But that's one thing that I that I want to try and figure out too. Whoa, um, yeah. Let, let, I mean, let's let's kick it off there. Before we do, I, I just wanted to um, bring up the the players that are going to be out. We've got some breaking news on that, and Ryan O'Toole said it here as well. We we saw it just before we went live on air. Claypool's out of this week's game, uh, so that's going to put some challenges there for Juju. Uh, you know, if he can show up healthy after last week, you know, obviously he's available, but, you know, he, he went out injured in that game. Uh, Deontay being back and being a favorite for Big Ben. You've got James Washington there as well, obviously. Ray Ray's had a few more targets than what, you know, you might have thought at different points um, as well. In terms of that, also, Carlos Davis is still out with the knee injury at defensive tackle position. Uh, you've got Shooks uh, out, which I think, if you're like me, you don't want to see him concussed. You don't want to see him unhealthy. But at the same time, he's not doing the job. So see you later, alligator, as we say down under. Well, not that we have alligators. We've got crocodiles, but it is what it is. Uh, never smile at a crocodile. We say that one. Uh, and then I think the other player that's out is Rashad Coward, which is actually a bit of a loss because he's versatile, uh, can play in the guard position, can play a bit of tackle if, super, if need be. So, you know, there's a few guys there that are out. Uh, but yeah, let, let's let's crack into last week's game, Mark. You bring up an interesting point there around Najee and and them not running on the backs. I think we've talked about on this podcast and we've talked about it elsewhere too. Like Benny Snell ain't doing the job. I don't. I think Anthony McFarlane missing, and I asked the question of Jeff a while back, and he covered it on Let's Ride. But you know, I, I wonder what problems that's uh left the Steelers running game and their plans of the offense and Matt Canada's offense of I wonder what problems that's created. But equally like I know we saw stuff from Kalen Bellage, but I don't think the answer lies in the backs. I think the answer lies in the in what the guard, offensive tackles and the guards are doing, what that O line is doing. We've talked so much about that the last few weeks. And if Najee is getting stuck in the backfield and having to make four people miss to get to, you know, get any, any gains from a yardage perspective, those guys are going to go back toward, toward the home, the own end zone. So I think it sort of answers the question from the offensive line side of things. I mean, do you trust any of those other backs to do anything? If, if Najee's struggling to get a gain? Well, this is my point. I don't know. We all don't know why aren't they playing? Why not play Bellage for half a, a series and just just give him a run? They haven't given the guy a run yet. How can you just put everything on Najee? Najee's playing his, his heart out. Yes, we aren't moving this line forward. Um, Ant Mac is not; he's, he's injured. Snell can't do anything. We know what Snell's doing. He can't do anything. But we saw promise in what Bellage was doing. So even it like. I don't want Bellage to come into to week seven, week six, or or, or whatever it is, or in, in a few weeks more time, and he's not ready either. Shouldn't we be feeding this guy the ball too to get him involved in the system, in, in the idea of what we're doing with this offense? That's all I'm saying. Like, like you might as well put him in there too if if Najee's not, um, you know, Najee's only running about 14 times, but he's catching the ball about 100 times. I'm just saying, like, with this offensive line, 
You know, we've seen two back sets before. You've got to bring them in somehow. Like, make Najee 70% and bring in a Balage or Etmac when he's um, not injured for the, the other 30% and change a pace. Um, you, we, they could surprise us. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just find it funny that we're not using these, you know, I'm not a coach, but we're not using these these players in the in the roles they're meant to be in. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to get tackled for a massive loss and Big Ben can't throw them out of that. That's the other thing is that, that Big Ben doesn't have time to, you know, his intermediate passing game, Michael Breck brought it up and it's funny. I don't think it's, it's, I think it's been thought a lot potentially by other people, but he's so right. If you look at that, intermediate or the you know the medium depending on what terminology you want to use passing game that's just not even there from big ben and it hasn't been for ages it hasn't been like and if you go back to the game uh against the patriots where they got thrashed in the start of 2019 it was missing in that game and it was so apparent because brady was doing it and it was just dead obvious right and i think it's something that mason actually did does fairly well um, at times, I think it's the short passing game that, strangely for me, I just I feel I feel more unstable with that. Uh, but you think with the tight ends that we've got the Ben and be able to do these things, but it goes back to this O line. This O line is just I just don't know I don't know where to begin with it, right? Like you know, there's potential there. I know there's problems with that word. Jeff Jeff Hartman doesn't like that word potential. I just don't trust it, right? I just like the fact that the Steelers have not scored in the first quarter. He was on Dave's show. It was like a couple of seasons now. Like we haven't scored a point in the first half or like, or something since week 10 last year. Like it's yeah. just getting ridiculous. I've got, I've got a question for you though, Matty. Okay. So I've been thinking about this all week now with our offense and we're not using those intermediate passes, go, uh, you know, over the sticks. We're not, we're not uh, going in the middle of the field is, this is really uh, hard to say, but like, um, are the Steelers receivers like just running their routes like normal and not doing any extra around that? Like when the, when the play breaks down, they just stand there or they're just like, oh, I finished my route. I better clock off. Um, they're not, you know, like there is no urgency to get back to the football. I found like the old the old days of Heinz Ward. Um, there's a few plays where I see, you know what, one play can we get rid of? I, I hate it. I hate it so much. That screen where the, the receiver like Juju or Claypool and they're on the outside just standing there, they run the route and stand there and just wait. They wait there until they get the football. Have you, have you seen that one? Yeah, and it's not quite a like, curl flat either. Like it's just, it, I know what you mean. It's like, a, yeah, I don't It like works. It does work and it gets you like four or five yards sometimes. But then you're still wasting that play, and you might use that so then you fake to go to, to go uh, to a d- deeper receiver. But I can't stand it. Like, you, like you just run that route, and if they're not, if, if they're open or not, it doesn't matter. They're gonna they're gonna get shut down so fast. Like I just I just get over those kind of routes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it makes you question things. Put it that way, right? Like, and and it was interesting. Uh, you know, I always like to listen to Move the Sticks. It's the only only podcast I'll endorse outside of BTSC. But you know, with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, and obviously you can find them on NFL Network and what have you. They were talking about that this week, and they brought up this when they were talking about the Steelers, and they were talking about. And people are going to hate me saying this, but you think about the the wide receivers with the Bengals, like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, like Tyler Boyd's touchdown too. 
that was like a veteran move, but athletic. The way he cut in and then dived between the two the two secondary players to get that, uh, that touchdown. Was that the, that was, that, was that the missed tackle where there were three? Yeah, guys? it was soft as it was soft as. Man. But good on him for cutting on that angle, right? Good on him for cutting on that angle. And we talk about angles a lot on the in the rugby sports here and, and the way that you run certain lines. But you know, you look at let's say Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. You look at some of the other wide receiver groupings around the league. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade. Only, you know, I love the the trio or the the quads. You know that, that we've got the quartet that we've got. But the the thing that the, they pointed out is it's not necessarily I'm not necessarily saying the players are slow, but they lack the the speed isn't isn't obvious. And what I mean by that is you don't see unless they get a head start or it's Claypool and it doesn't happen every time, they're not miles away from the secondary. You don't see the Steelers players completely run away from the secondary, right? Now, that's either because Big Ben is getting it out so quickly they can't even create that separation time, but also, like, we're not throwing the right routes. We're not setting them out up to do it. And that's the question I have is that you don't sit there. You know, like, you know, I don't want to compare the real game to Madden, but you sit there on a Madden, right? If someone's got, like, a 95 speed, you're sitting there going, you know, crap, how am I going to, how am I going to cover this guy? There's no one from the Steelers that you sit there like a Tyreek Hill and you go, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to cover that guy. Like, yes, Deontay in space. Mm. Yes. Najee in space works. Yes. Claypool, you know, will go up there in the air and catch it, but there's no one sitting there that you're like, Oh man, that guy's going to burn me like Martavius Bryant. Exactly. Like AB. And so this is what I mean. Like, I agree with you here in what are the wide receivers doing to get open? You know, there's, I guess it goes back to there's no one's no one in that team right now, apart from Najee, and at the running back position, it's hard anyway because you can stack the box. I doubt there's anyone on the, that from our offensive side of the football that another team is sitting there going, oh, man, I'm worried about that. I'm going to have to double cover that guy. Right? Now, I'm not saying that we're going to rock up on the weekend and the Packers aren't going to double cover, double, double cover people. They will, right? They will double cover Juju mm. at times. They will do that to DJ. You know, if Claypool was playing, they'd do it to him. But what I'm saying is there's no one that we can leak out right now on this Steelers offense that the other team is sitting there going, oh, man, this is a headache for us. This is going to keep me up at night. And the problem is, is that that's not going to – if Big Ben doesn't start playing better, right, and if the offensive line doesn't start giving him time, that ain't going to change. And where that doesn't change, we've got problems here because we need the other teams second-guessing themselves. Right now, I think teams are going, yeah, can't wait to play the Steelers. Exactly, yeah. Defense well, we, have, we haven't got, you know, the guys like I watched last night. I know we do have a super chat to get to soon from Dave. Um, but I watched last night the Steelers versus uh, Packers 2017, uh, where we won with the, the field goal. And it was that absolutely amazing catch. My favorite catch of AB ever was on the sidelines versus Green Bay. Uh, Tony Totap, where he was the only one to get that. Even the announcer thought he wasn't, wasn't going to get it. We haven't got the guys. Like, yes, we have talented receivers. We really do. They're really talented, but they're not. I don't think they're going above and beyond what they should be doing because they, when the play breaks down, I just don't see someone working back to the football, going across the middle, moving around to to help Ben out. And Ben has always been that guy throughout his career. When it breaks down, he makes plays. And he hasn't got time, one. And two, the receivers aren't, aren't you know, if they run their route and it's not open, I, I see in some aspect, I see them giving up. In, in that aspect, I do see them giving up on the route. And even in plays where they're blocking, I see them giving up. 
And you I just don't can't want to see do anyone that. give up. I don't want to see anyone give up. I want the attitude. You run back, run back to the ball. You know, and and the problem is, and I'm not saying necessarily it's time for Big Ben to go. Right, like you know, he's got to start playing better, or it's, or we're getting there. Like, I I don't see another season after this one. But the the problem that we've got with this O line and Ben, right? And this might seem really obvious, but the the fact that they're not giving him the space and the time means that. If he he's throwing this out because obviously he doesn't want to get hit, but if you look at the young quarterbacks around the league, and Mason and Mason and uh, Dwayne Haskins aren't going to do this very well, they're not the answer. But they move around in the pocket and they create the time, so the wide receiver can can shift wherever they are. The wide wide receiver can, or the, whoever the person is that's going to receive the football, can move around and create space and look at the opportunities and you know move off their route, whatever it may be. You just don't see that from the Steelers like offense, like. If they're not open, you know, Big Ben looks to throw something short or throw it out, or you know, de- you know, they they try to make a silly catch that they're not going to make, and then sometimes that results in an interception. There's no extension of the play through the. Hey, that's through what the I'm saying. Down, down in the, I just uh, it frustrates me, man. Frustrates like how, everyone. Like and and you know, I heard someone one of the other BTSC podcasts this week had um, a comment and a question from someone that, you know, it basically said, I've seen the Steelers, it might have been two weeks ago, the Steelers, you know, have struck, when the Steelers play offense, you know, it's a struggle to watch them play. You know, you never, you're never confident that they're going to score points. You're never going to confident that they're going to extend a drive. And I feel like it's been that way for like five seasons. And then you watch other teams and some of the worst teams in the league and they move the, they move the ball around and you're like, how is this the case? And, Trevor, Trevor. I have to agree. And and I just want to say, like, we're a fan podcast. Like, at the end of the day, you know, we're not the NFL media. We're a fan podcast. As a fan, it, and I know that people in the live chat feel the same. It is infuriating. It's mm-hmm. so frustrating. Like, well, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence for the Jags, he was moving the football quite well against the Bengals. Exactly. Very very well. Uh, we got a super chat. We, we I was going to say, yeah, I've been hovering over that super chat uh, for a while. We should probably take a pause. And, yeah. You've got one from Davo. Yeah, so Dave Shipley puts $5 in. He's been contributing right to the live chat as of a couple of people here, but uh, he's got a new phone, which I think he's having a bit of a struggle with, he said. Uh, <laughs> everyone hit what's up, go like, what's up, go Steelers. Actually, that's something we don't say too often. We don't give ourselves that plug, but you know, if everyone can hit like, it does really help us. It helps promote this podcast to your fellow, B- uh, you know, future BTSC family members, hopefully, but, you know, your fellow Steelers fans as well. So, uh, do give us a like if you do like the show or give us a comment if uh, if you think we need to improve something or what have you as well. We're, we're not like Randy Feekner. We're open to feedback and, and improvement. Uh, but there, and I think Dave Shipley, you mentioned you lost a, a lost a friend later on in the live chat. So, you know, uh, our condolences uh, to you there on that, on that one and, um, you know, best wishes. Awesome. And then Dave Shipley says, is separation our problem again? I think well, so. I, I don't, I don't know if it's the – but the problem with the separation is, as I said before, you've got to have the time to do the separation, yeah, right? If exactly. ben, Big Ben's throwing the ball in two and a half seconds, right? Well, okay, most of these guys that are playing wide receiver for us can run a 40 when they were drafted in like, let's say, let's just say on average, you know, a 40 in four and a half seconds. At two and a half seconds, you've only gone 20 yards. Is that enough time to get separation from – a, you know, a decent amount of the cornerbacks in the NFL or safeties, maybe not depending on the distance in which they started opposite you or whether they're playing press coverage or whatever it is, right? I 
The, the, the problem is that Big Ben's got no time. Wide receivers don't have time to make separation or to run their route and to get open. And that's the problem. Yeah, and I think even someone, it might have been Dave too, who said, well, uh, or no, it might have been uh, CW, Clarence said, um, uh, Deontay is the only one who does the good route running skills. And that's very true as well. We didn't have Deontay last game too. And I said that, like, this year was going to be a big year for DJ. Um, and I think he needs to be the guy. I really do like, okay, we have all our star receivers. I think DJ is that guy. DJ is a Heinz Ward. DJ is that AB. DJ is that guy who, when things um, go bad, go to DJ. Um, on the slant, on the comeback route, whatever. Just get the ball to him. He's got to be our Tyreek Hill or, you know, um, Stefan Diggs. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has to be someone like that. Like, we don't have that. Like, this is... Like, it is so funny that for years, from 2016, 2017, we had one of the greatest offenses that you could even, uh, you know, could imagine. And now we have such a stale offense, but a really good defense still. And we just can't move that football. I've been saying it for Yonks. We can't move the ball. Why? Why can't we score or move that football and get seven points? Why do we have to always be down? You know, we're always down. Like, we're down. Big Ben, we're going to come back and we're going to win it. No. Go out there, imagine that you're down by 50 and then beat them by 51. Like, what is going on? Like, we, when we turn the game on, I, I want them to win. I really do on uh, uh, tomorrow's game, right? But I want them, like, just to put seven points on the board. Can you do it? Like, we haven't seen that. It just doesn't happen. Well, see, this is the weird. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question here. <laughs> this is totally off the cuff. But, like, you kind of got to wonder where the Big Ben wants to be at like a hero and I'm not having, I'm not having a crack, but like, honestly, do do you have to come back from all these? It's exactly what you said, Mark. Do you have to come back from a deficit all the time? Can't you go in there and blow them out of the water? Like, and like, it goes back to the one that we've talked about before as well with Tomlin, right? Where they, you know, six, seven minutes to go in, in a, in a game, they're up by, you know, a certain amount. They just basically kneel it, do short yard runs and what have you. No, I want to. I want to see this team put mm. someone to the sword, right? Like, where's that mentality? Like, that's, rack that's up it. the points. It's rack the up mental, the points yeah. because it's the mental thing, right? I don't care about the gentleman. Like, oh, you get up by a certain amount, you don't keep going, right? Fine, replace some players. You know, give some guys your top players a rest a little bit. Fine, but go for the jugular. Like, make a mm. statement to the rest of the league. Put things on tape that the people the next week or the week after have to consider when they're scheming and planning for you. I just, yeah, I, it just... It's like the Steelers want to be the savior. Like, every week that we have, like, okay, we're down by 14, 10 points. We're going to come back and win. Can we not come back and win? Can we just start to put the offense together, the running game together, the O-line together? that um, Big Ben is going to start from, you know, seven for 10 for 100 yards, one TD from the first down, get it and get the defense on board. We are playing behind ourselves every single game. And it's been ha- it has been a current theme the last uh, four or five years um, because when we had AB and he, he wanted to win, like he was selfish and he had a big ego, but he wanted to win and be great. So it didn't matter what time he scored. He always wanted to score. But it feels like the Big Ben's like, Oh, like we if we're in the if we're in the fourth quarter and it's uh you know 13 10, we have a chance. Don't make it like that. Don't let's make it 21. Like the Bills, man, the other week. The Bills beat the, the Dolphins 35 to 0. Um, there are big scores going all around the league, and I, we haven't seen that in such a long time. When was it there was one year we versed 
the Panthers won Thursday night, I think it was a few years ago, and we smashed them. We yeah. smashed them like 45 to, yeah. to something, to 20 or 20 or something. So it's definitely, it's a culture thing. It's a mentality thing. Like when I used to play sport and tennis, I'd be like, oh, I've got this guy, I'm going to beat him. And he'd end up being three sets in front of me. I mean, th- sorry, three or four games. And I'm like, no, I've still got it. And then I would lose. I would lose 6-2. And i go, holy dooly, where'd that come from? So if they think they're going to beat these teams like the Bengals and the Raiders, oh, we have this, we can win. And they start to lose, then you're behind. You're behind. You're so far well, behind. Yeah, and this is the thing. I, I worry about the way they come out of the uh, come out of the blocks, come out of the gate, whatever analogy you want to do. Like, it's just slow. Like, it, it just it doesn't. So slow. You can't do this. This is professional football. Like, you have to come out of the gate strong. But I wanted to, you know, before we go into our Iron Heart Awards, uh, I wanted to bring up Rhino Tool's comment here. And I'm going to ask you a question, Mark. Rhino Tool says, I thought beating the Bills was a statement game, but since then, so I'm going to ask you two. I'm going to give you. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Pick. Pick. You know, this is like choose your own adventure, right? You can go down the path that says the only reason they won that game was the special teams, and obviously it was. But you know, the they relied on that special teams play to win the game. They were never going to win the game if that didn't happen. Or you can pick the path of the Steelers. You know themselves wanted to see what they could prove. They beat the Bills and then they've gone, okay, all right. And the rookie was on the O-line and gone, okay, cool. This is this isn't as, you know, necessarily as crazy as I thought it would be. We'll be right. And then they're not putting in the required amount of, you know, concentration, effort, training, focus on the development to get better, which is what they need to do. And in fact, they might have got the Bills, you know, as they were warming up themselves into the season. So I'd love to hear what Way your second things like they're playing the reason they won that game was because their backs were against the wall and everyone counted them out that's what yeah. they've always played like now you have to they have a chance to win this Packers game because they don't think anyone can win and we always play our games really tough and we we beat the good opponent somehow but they've also got to go into their psyche and say you know what um everyone hates us and we can't win like because they got they relaxed against the Raiders and they're a good quality side and they yeah. relaxed too much against the Bengals and the Bengals to me I hate them so much but the Bengals are an angry young side like they are they're angry they are, they want to show the NFL who they are and the Steelers they can come out and win this game this week but it's only because the backs against the wall it's not because they're 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 a great team yet <laughs> yeah and and this is the thing because like I sit there and I'm like I still believe in Kendrick Green. I still believe in Kevin Dotson. I do believe Dan Moore can adjust. And he's a fourth-round draft pick as well. Like he will get and he will get better. I don't believe in Chooks, okay? But I actually think we're at a massive advantage that he's not playing this game. Massive advantage. Like it's huge, right? But I don't know whether Trey Turner can come back. But the guys need to take each week and it's got to build. It can't step back. Mm-hmm. It's got to get better. It's got to improve. And what I find interesting too is with the penalties, right? People in the live chat are saying the penalties killed us and a particular other Pittsburgh steal a focus podcast from another platform that might, you know, I like to rip on and I'm not going to rip on it publicly because uh, that's not fair. But, you know, we talked about that this week and they were going on and on and on about the penalties and it showed up on our, on our Twitter, our Twitter feeds. You got to expect that from these guys, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm happy for a holding penalty Right? I don't mind the odd holding penalty or false start 
if you're giving Big Ben three to four seconds to throw the, the football half the time so he can get you out of the mess, the fact is you give Big Ben two and a half seconds, 2.8 seconds max, he can't throw you your, the way out of that. And also, you know, Big Ben, I'm not saying, any, you know, people in lunch have said things like, you know, Big Ben, you know, with that, you know, isn't the problem, da 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 But Big Ben isn't playing well. I'm not saying he needs to go. I'm just saying he's not playing well. So something's got to give here. Like something has to change. So uh, anyway, but look, I think it's time. Uh, you know, we're almost well, fully way through part one and we want to we want to get into previewing more of the Packers side of things. Um, you know, as we as everyone knows on this show, we sort of come in this interesting point a couple of days before the game or the day before the game. Uh, and then we like to look back on the previous week. <clears throat> we bring a global perspective to everything that's happened in the week. But Mark, Iron Heart Awards, I think, Everyone else has dropped out from BTC, yeah, but so you and nice. me. But it was our idea first. <laughs> all right. We don't care. Right. We'll keep going with it. Um, I'll hand it over to you, mate, because this is your this is your yeah. Idea. So this what we'll do, uh, pretty much, you know, it's just me and Maddie doing these iron art awards, and we'll try and fit this into part one. We'll do it really quickly because we have talked about the game, so we'll just go through it really far uh, yeah. quickly. Um, my three points this week, and you guys can play at home or in the live chat. Who was the best player? My three points was Naji. Naji was outstanding. <laughs> Um, he's the only guy on this team where he's showing true heart, true steel. Um, can't say enough about the guy. He gets my three points. Who would be your three points? I had Najee as well. You can't go. go past Najee Harris, right? So that's a consensus there for the three points. Best player on the field. I mean, what he did across the <clears> board, <throat> what he's doing that's not showing up on stats. And can I just say as well, like, uh, you know, a couple. some people might know this, some people don't, depending on if they listen to War Room, it's where I've mentioned it more. But I work on the media side of things you know, I work on the you know business side of things, helping, you know, the company that I work for, you know, get into the media and, and you know, be top spokespeople and what have you. Man, I love the way Najee does so those good. press conferences. So and, and like it's been talked about by Jeff Hartman and stuff like that. But like Najee's got this way where sometimes you just sit there and like, you just like, are you having them on or are you truly yeah. just like, you just don't care? Like some of the stuff he says is just so good. Well, I, um, I think it's the questions, Matty. Like I think the questions are pretty much like this. Hey, Najee, will you catch the ball at the 20 yard line in week 11? What do you mean? You know, the, the questions, questions are ridiculous, <laughs> mate. Like I've got a journalism degree, right? I don't need a degree. I'm not saying you need a degree, right? Like, you know, in journalism was something that for a long time you just did a cadetship and it was fine. <clears throat> But man, these questions sound like 101 journalism. It's just, and also the other thing that I don't understand with these questions, and this is from almost all the Pittsburgh Steeler media, like all the all the Pittsburgh media, that you want to ask an open-ended question to get an open-ended answer. They yeah. ask these definitive questions that get yes or no, and then they wonder why that like Tomlin can get away with everything that he says. And you wonder why that like they... The, the players don't give that that many insights unless they're super fired up. Like Cam Haywood always goes above and beyond. But some of them just must sit there and go, these guys are idiots, right? Yeah. And also the so other thing is. about these players is even if they've not got their degrees, and most of the Steelers players I think actually do have finished their qualifications, you've got players that are college educated, right? They they sit there on the other end from these media and must be going, you are, you are fools. Like These are yeah. dumb questions. And you know what? Like, uh, secondary media like us get questioned all the time. Well, primary media get it together to help us out on the secondary exactly. side. You're letting you're like the O line letting us down. 
Well, Najee's just calling them out, and it's just really funny. Like, he's, he's just so honest and brutal with them, and it's just really it's really good to see. Um, heading into our number two, just quickly. So, yeah, uh, I've got Pat Frymuth. Um, he, he, he got the touchdown. He's playing really, he's playing really good in this team too. Another guy that's really trying. <laughs> that gave me like a massage on my, on my, on my earphones there. <laughs> uh, well, that, was, that, that was really scary. Uh, it really thrown me off. So, uh, <laughs> two points goes to, uh, Patty because he's trying and he's, he's getting, getting the TDs. Who would be your number two? Uh, mine's easily Terrell Edmonds there. Because he got me my punt of the week last week. I told you the safeties would step up. He had a fantastic game against Cincinnati. He had the interception, had a bunch of tackles. He looked good. He looked strong. I actually think Terrell Edmonds is going to be a surprise going forward in this defense. Uh, I said it last week. You know, I feel, you know, we'll get to Minka. I've given him an award uh, as well in these Ironheart awards. Um, But... I feel that Minka is really stepping up and, and, you know, no one's throwing his way and he's this roadblock and he's this obstacle for opposing quarterbacks. They don't want to go near him. Right. But that means that Terrell Edmonds is going to see a bit more action from the ball coming around him and near his, near his way. And obviously where he plays close to the box and what have you. And yeah, I, I think he's going to be a real bright spot, particularly down the stretch when you think about, the, the teams we're going to be playing in the last six weeks of the season. But yeah, I know we've got to crack through this part. So yeah, uh, it's Terrell Edmonds for me, two points. Well, mine's the same. So I had uh, the, my number one point was for Terrell. And was, the reason that I chose these fellas was just because they're the only real bright spots, like you said, on the team this week. I couldn't find anyone really else that was uh, did had any impact on the game. So Terrell for me gets one point for that interception. Um, who would be your number one? I got to give it to Chase Claypool, man. Like 96 yards, you know, that he made the difference there. Step, you know, I don't think, I don't necessarily think there was anything that was just, oh my God, wow about the performance. But, you know, when Juju's out, you know, midway through that game, you've got Deontay out. Someone had to step up, you know, and I, and I thought he did that. I think he only caught 60% of his pass. I think he had nine from like 14 receptions or something. But um, at the same at the same time, that's not the worst uh, catch rate, and it's also where was Big Ben putting the football? And we know Big Ben was off like that interception he threw. Yeah, anyway, we're not going to go there. Um, so yeah, for me, Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool. Okay, so that brings a, a total. So it's only me and Maddie doing it now, and the, the leaders are first Haywood on 13, TJ Watt on 12, and Harris now on nine. So three key blokes that need to. Well, we need them to do some stuff because they're our only hope at the moment. Uh, some of these guys are really like, if TJ comes out, Harris comes out, we have a good time. Um, heading now into the Manly Award, I want to say just quickly, my Manly Award this week is Najee again. I love his heart. I just love the way he's playing. Give that guy a bit of time behind the O-line, and I think we have a real good running back with him. It can't be all Najee, but he's my guy that stepped up and is stepping up in this game uh, or in this team. Who's your Manly Award this week? Yeah, so I just want to say, if you're new to the show and listening as well, the Manly Award is something that comes from like our Manly Seagulls locally. And we basically, this award is also, um, you know, around a player that steps up and does something in a game that you might not award points to, but it just, it shows the heart of the Pittsburgh Steelers or it's a big impact play or, or you know, what have you there. So mine's Minka, right? Now it, it goes to what I just said before, but Minka is not being, you know, sometimes when you have a star player, you know, that they, they want to, you know, hold the limelight. They want to have the stat lines. They want to be put in a position to make plays. Minka just goes about his business. Joe Burrow threw once 
his way last last week, right? Players are throwing like two or three times max to Minka each week, and he just goes about his business and he's quiet, and it's not going to stop on show up on the stat sheet. But it kind of does because it sits there behind every other stat because it's nowhere near Minka, and it helps the Steelers' defense plan and scheme each week because they know they can create uh, you know opportunities to make plays by knowing that the other team's not going to be throwing it Minka's way. Uh, so yeah, I think Minka gets a manly award this week for putting the team first. And, uh, you know, it's something that I might give him later on in the season again, cause he really is putting the team first. Uh, what about what, you know, we're all, uh, almost done with our awards here. What about the coach of the week? That's well, Kyle Dunbar, right? Now I say that now Joe Mixon's still got 90 yards rushing, but Joe Mixon's a top running back in other teams. He would be one of the top three in the league, you know, from a stat line perspective, they held him to under a hundred yards with two it out. You know, Davis and the depth side of things. Uh, Aluwalu's injured as well for most of the year, if not the year. I thought to hold on Joe Mixon in that game to under 100 yards, big effort from Kyle Dunbar and the coaching on the D-line. Mine, uh, mine's uh, Eddie Faulkner. He's the running back coach, right? Yeah. It's yeah. him for putting it. It's him for putting up with the O-line. Uh, you just gotta, <laughs> he's got to talk to his O-line and say, mate, help us out. I've got Najee here, a great star. Help me out. So that's my guy this week. And I think we're in agreement here. Who is the – you can end it on this and then we can start to wrap it up. Who is the dunce of the week? Oh, it's the Dante Moncrief dunce of the week award for the <laughs> worst performance. You know, beats, beats a dud of the week. But uh, Big Ben, that interception, no, no, not on. All right, with that, that wraps up part one of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Preferable, joined by my co-host, as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. Join us for part two. Uh, we're going to talk all things Green Bay Packers, audience Q&A, punts of the week and more. Uh, if you're on listening live to us now, just hold on for a couple of seconds and we'll be right back. Mark's just stepped out. And give you one second.